Welcome to Mount Olive First Pentecostal Holiness Church. Thank you for connecting with us. Our desire at MOF PHC is for you and your family to find hope in Jesus Christ so that He will transform your life. Thanks again for connecting with us. Please contact us if we can help you discover God's purpose for your life. Enjoy the message. quickly. How many of you are ready for Jesus to come back? Come on, I hope you're ready. He's coming back. Oh, I hope you're ready. I hope you're ready. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Man, to God be the glory. Can we give our choir a wonderful hand and powerful anointed worship? I hope you believe that. I hope you believe everything we're singing. Go ahead and turn in your Bibles, if you will, to Matthew chapter 16, verse 18. Um, I'm going to focus in on that one verse and a few other passages, but you can go ahead and turn in your Bibles while they're uh, transitioning here. Matthew's gospel, uh, Matthew 16, verse 18. Praise the Lord. Father, thank you again for your presence in this place, through the power and presence of your Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, I thank you that you are giving people new life. I pray that you would just... Uh, draw people to Jesus and Jesus that you would transform us and conform us into your image God and we thank you for your word that never returns void and God we pray for an anointing over this time God I pray you would God give strength to your servant and and God that you would just uh, fill every heart here with grace and mercy today God and Lord we pray that our our lives would be uh, receptive God to whatever it is that you want to speak into us today God and help us to not only be hearers of the word, God, but help us to be doers of the word. And we just praise you, God, in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. The title of my message today is Jesus is Building His Church. Jesus is Building His Church. Can you say amen to that? Jesus is Building His Church. Whether, whether you see it or not, or whether you believe it or not, the good news is Jesus is building his church. In the times of desperation like we were just singing, in the times of fear and frustration that we see going on around us, in, in, in the time of despair and dysfunction and division that we see happening in our land today, one thing is for certain. One thing is true. One thing you can take to the bank that Jesus is building his church. He is building his church. And, and I know a lot of people have given up hope on the church. And I know there's a lot of craziness in some churches. But despite all the craziness, despite all the, uh, the uh, division that we may see over the church across America, I can still promise you this. One thing is for certain. Jesus is still building his church. He's still building his church. And the first mention of the word church, most people would think it would be in the book of Acts where the church is born, but actually the first mention of the word church is found in Matthew's gospel, Matthew 16, 18. Just to give you a little bit of context there, Jesus is speaking to his disciples and he's asking them a very important question, really a question we all need to be able to answer. 
Jesus is asking him, who do people say I am? Who do people say I am? And there was different replies from different ones, John the Baptist, Elijah, you're one of the prophets. But Peter replied, the apostle Peter replied and says this about who Jesus is. And he says, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. And Jesus replied and said, I tell you, he says, I tell you that you are Peter and on this rock I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. He's telling Peter that the truth about himself being Christ, the son of the living God, this is the rock that I will build my church upon and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. How many of you know Jesus Christ, he's our rock. He's our rock. On Christ, this solid rock I stand. All else is what? Sinking sand. Jesus is our rock. And Jesus is building his church. Not Peter, not the pastor, not the staff, not the council, not the elders and deacons, not the church people. We all have our place in fulfilling our, uh, what God's called us to do in the body of Christ, to use our giftings uh, to help advance the kingdom. But Jesus is the one who is building his church. He's the one that's building the church. Some plants, some water, but God takes care of the growing. He gives the harvest. The word church is a Greek word. Ecclesia, say ecclesia. You've learned a Greek word today, amen. Ecclesia is a Greek word and different scholars give different definitions but the, the word there, it means called out and it means called out and called together. The word church, ecclesia, it means called out and called together. Listen to me this morning, church. My dollar first PH church. We are called out and we're called together. We're called out and we're called together. The church of, of Jesus Christ, the church is made up of people of every tribe and every nation. In fact, I'm gonna just go ahead and let you know, friend, that the church of Jesus Christ, there's no black church, white church, brown church. We're one church in Christ Jesus. Praise the Lord. And the church is made up of uh, all different kinds of people and we have this in common. We've been called out. We've been called out. Have you been called out this morning? Yeah, you have. If you're a follower of Christ, you've been called out of sin. You've been called out of uh, hell. You've been called out of darkness. You've been called out of depression. You've been called out of addictions. You've been called out of shame. You've been called out of guilt. You've been called out of brokenness. You've been called out of hate. You've been called out of selfishness. You've been called out of confusion you've been called out of darkness and the Bible says you've been called into his marvelous light hallelujah hallelujah we're called out we're called out and if you're not called out he'll call you out come on he can call you out right now he'll call you out of a life of sin he'll call you out of that and he'll call you together into a body of people who, you know what? We're not perfect, but we are forgiven. Hallelujah. He'll call you into a group of people that are messed up, but we got a message. Hallelujah. He'll call you into a group of people where some brokenness and some pain, but he'll call you to some people that still got to praise. Hallelujah. We're called out and we're called together. And I love that song because we're called together. How are we called together? We're called together by the blood of Jesus Christ. 
Listen, none of us would be here if it weren't for Jesus Christ and his blood that was shed and poured out for the forgiveness of sin. We're called together by the blood of Christ. We're called together by the cross of Christ. We're called together by the resurrection of Christ. We're called together by the ascension of Christ. We're called together by believing that he's coming back again. Hallelujah. We're called out and we're called together. That is the church. Called out and called together. Has the Lord called you out? He's called you out of some stuff. Come on. So the question is, what kind of church is Jesus building? What kind of church is he building? Well, the Bible tells us that he's building a united church because in John chapter 17, if you wanted to turn there, in John chapter 17, we find Jesus is actually praying for the church. He's, he's praying for the church. And in his prayer to uh, his father he's praying for believers he's, play, he's praying for those that have been called out those that have been called together and he's praying that they would be united and this is what his prayer reads here in John chapter 17 I'm going to pick up around verse 20 and go to verse 23 Jesus is praying he says in his prayer I, I do not ask for these only but also for those who believe in me through the word that they may all be one just as you Father are in me and I in you that they also may be in us so that the world may believe that you have sent me the glory that you have given me I have given to them that they may be one even as we are one I in them and you in me that they may become perfectly one so that don't miss this so that the world may know that you sent me and love them even as you love me Jesus prayed that the church would be united. He prayed that the church would be one. Jesus prayed to make the church one because he knew that a unified church is a church that hell can't stop. He knew that a unified church is a church that hell can't stop. And I want to just stop here and remind you that we know what the devil, his schemes, his plans and the strategy of Satan, the strategy of the devil is division, is division. The, the devil, he wants to divide, he wants to divide your home, he wants to divide your marriage, he wants to divide your family, he wants to divide nations, he wants to divide churches, and his strategy is always division. You can carry all the way back into Genesis when he slithered his way into there with Adam and Eve to create division. The devil knows that if he can divide the church, then he can stop the church from effectively reaching the world and becoming the Great Commission church, preaching the gospel, sharing the good news. The devil knows that a, a divided church equals a weak church. A divided church will equal a worldly church. A divided church equals a powerless church. A divided church equals a discouraged church. A divided church equals a dead church. And we need to be aware. I'm telling you as your pastor, we need to make sure that we are aware and that we are on guard against the strategy of Satan to divide the church. And we need to stand firm and we need to remember that despite the strategy of Satan to divide, Jesus is still building his church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. Hell will not prevail. It will not prevail. There, there's no power of darkness that can stop the church that Jesus is building. 
And I declare over this church, I, I can't speak for any other church, but Mount Olive First PH, the church that God has called me to pastor, I declare we will not be a divided church. We will not be a discouraged church. We will not be a defeated church. And we will not be a dead church. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hell will not prevail. Jesus is building his church, and it will be a united church United in prayer. United in prayer. Jesus is praying here for the church. I mean, obviously, he puts value to prayer. He's praying over the church. And not only is he praying, but we as a believer, as a church, those called out, we need to be praying as well. United in prayer. In fact, Jesus said, my house shall be called a house of prayer. He's expecting his people to pray. You know why he wants us to pray? Because people who pray together, they stay together. Jesus knew that a church united in prayer could turn their world upside down for Jesus. Jesus knew a church that was united in prayer could change the atmosphere and experience God's presence and power at work in their life personally, but also corporately as a body. Well, where do you come from with that, Pastor? How can we experience an atmosphere being changed? And how can we experience the power and presence of God at work in our life? Well, I'm glad you asked. If you were to look in Acts chapter 2, verse 1, you remember the followers of Christ, they're all gathered together in that upper room, and they're what? They're praying. And the Bible says that they were together in one accord, in one place, seeking God. And then suddenly the Holy Spirit came upon them and filled them. You see, there's something powerful that happens when the church unites in prayer. Hallelujah. Something powerful happens when the saints of God unite together and they begin to pray. And the result here was the heavens, they, the heavens opened and the Holy Spirit came upon them and they were filled with power and the, and the presence of God and the power of God was manifested through the baptism with the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Friend, don't tell me there's not power in united prayer. There's something supernatural that happens. Heaven opens when God's people pray together. The heart and hand of God begins to move when, when the people of God pray together. That's why we believe here in the power of prayer, united prayer. That's why we have a time around the altar because something happens when you place your hand on somebody and they place their hand on you and you begin to pray. That's why on Wednesday nights in our prayer services, we gather to pray together. That's why tomorrow night for FaceTime, we gather together in prayer. Why? Because you know what? Jesus is building his church and the gates of hell will not prevail and we know there's power in united prayer and the heavens open, the atmosphere changes and the presence of God comes. And we need the presence of God more and more every day. We unite in prayer because we believe that God can do and will do great things. I'm excited to be a part of a church that Jesus is building. I'm excited to be a part of a church where people are united in prayer because we believe God can do and will do great things where people are being saved, people are being delivered, people are being healed. We give God praise for being a part of a church that Jesus is building. Now remember this. I, re I remind you again that the strategy of the devil is division. 
because here in Acts chapter 2 not long after the heavens were opened and the presence and the power of God came through the Holy Spirit we read that right after that the devil came and tried to divide them by attacking the church through persecution and you know how God's people responded to the, to the attack of the enemy they came together in prayer they came together in prayer listen when trouble comes your way you need to unite with some people in prayer when, when your life starts to fall to pieces you need to unite in prayer when our families come under attack by the enemy we need to unite in prayer when our nation begins to become more unstable by the day God's people you need to unite in prayer because when we unite in prayer we can see the hand of God it begins to move right here when God's people united in prayer people had encounters with Jesus their lives were transformed they were saved they were delivered they were filled with the Holy Spirit I'm telling you right now when we come together and pray together and call on the name of the Lord Jesus Christ places will start shaking chains will fall off prison doors will open people are going to be set free people are going to be healed in the name of Jesus hallelujah I'm thankful to be a part of the church. Man, I can tell you right now, there was no hope in the, in, the, uh, in the club scene, in the bar scene. My life changed when I walked through the doors of this church. And it was because here I had an encounter with Jesus. When the church comes together, united in prayer, God hears and his hand begins to move. You see, united prayer can push back the work of the enemy. Some of you need to know this and put this into practice in your life. When the enemy comes, you can unite in prayer and the, the plans of the enemy can be confused. The plans of the enemy can be pushed back, pushed back away from your family, pushed back away from your relationships, pushed back away from your body. United prayer can open up the heavens. United prayer can bring revival to a nation. Do you believe that? Jesus is building his church and hell will not prevail. Jesus is building a church united in prayer and it's also united in purpose. John 17, verse 20, 21, Jesus prayed, I read it to you earlier. He asked his father, he said, that this church be one and the reason why they should be one. Here we go. So the world will believe God sent him. You've been given a purpose. Our church has been given a purpose. The purpose of this church is to be united so we can be a bold witness that'll make Jesus known to the world. The Lord prayed for his church to be united in purpose and that purpose is to be a witness and to win souls to Christ. Listen, you've been called out. Every single one of us in here, if you can raise your hand as a follower of Christ, you can declare, I have a testimony that God has called me out of sin and he has forgiven me and given me new life. I've been called out of darkness into his marvelous light. And you should be a witness. You should be expressing Christ. Not only are we called out, but we're called together. And as a church, we should be a visible witness for our community around us. Come on, be a visible witness for the community around you. You're not going to be a visible witness at work cussing with the rest of them. You're not going to be a visible witness coming out of the liquor store. And by the way, let me remind you, I ride by there every day on the way to work. I'm looking. 
and I've, I've been in, I've turned around before and gone back I'll do it you're not going to be a visible witness coming out of the clubs God help us to be a visible witness for our community for our families help us to be a visible witness that we would be people that have been called out and called together to be a place of hope for anybody from anywhere are we saying we're perfect no but we know who saved us and has forgiven us and we're united in purpose and, and the reason why is so we can make, the, make Jesus known to the whole world it's, it's about uh, the whole world believing in Jesus friend we gather here today not to exalt Mount Olive First PH Church and not to exalt no man we're here to exalt Jesus Christ our, our Lord, our Savior that's who we lift up when, when you go into the community hey let me give you some good advice when you go into the community uh, uh, listen I think it's great invite people to church we need to invite people to church but you know what tell them about Jesus don't, don't brag on the don't brag on the church brag on Jesus and give him glory give him honor give him praise lift up Jesus and they'll see that light inside of you and they'll be like what have you got because I want it and you say just take my hand and follow me and you take them to the Lord God make us a witness you know what's sad is there's a lot of surveys out there now that would tell you that the church in America is in decline. And I would agree. I would agree with most of the things that I read and see, that the church in America is in decline. We, we wonder why the church in America is in decline. That's a whole other message. We wonder why lost people are not coming to Christ in our community. We wonder why lost people are not coming to Christ in our schools and throughout this nation. Can I go ahead and tell you this? Jesus is not the problem. He's not the problem. He's the solution. The problem is the churches have lost their witness. They've lost their witness. Some churches have no witness because, well, some of the things I just mentioned a while ago about how we live our life now, we're supposed to live a righteous life, no longer a slave to sin, but a slave to righteousness some churches have lost their witness because they're divided as much as the culture's divided let me ask you this question here how in the world can the church express Christ and be a witness and win the loss when God's people can't even get along with each other Paul warned about the danger of division in the church and he says in 1 Corinthians 1.10 he says, I appeal to you, brothers, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, that all of you agree with one another so that there may be no divisions among you and that you may be perfectly united in mind and thought. In other words, purpose. Listen, church, we, we have to be a church that's united in purpose. And God's purpose for the church is to continue to witness and to win people to Christ to, to seek the lost and to serve the suffering and to share life together with people so we can grow spiritually making disciples if we're not united in God's purpose we open the door for division and the enemy will come in and have a heyday and if we're not united in purpose what happens is we can allow our personal preferences to supersede God's purpose when the church gets more focused on preferences than God's purpose, we have opened the door for division. 
And Jesus said, if the church is going to be a bold witness in these last days, we need to be united in purpose. Please don't miss this. You know, I was a part of a, a special time last night, a couple in our church that was uh, married, uh, Justin and Taylor Price, and just a beautiful ceremony, but there was so many people there. I mean, just so many people. And I'm looking around, and I'm thinking, man, I wonder if that one's saved or if that one's saved. And you know, when you get in a crowd like that, when you, for me, the calling on my life is I feel like I, I want to get preachy. And the reason I do is because my heart is burdened because, you know, I mean, if any church would know, our church should know that every day is a gift from God. We've had so many precious people that have suddenly gone away from here. And we need to realize that there's no promise for tomorrow for anybody. And you wonder, are all these people saved? And I'm telling you right now, friend, we're living in a critical time. A critical time, and, and the souls of people are at stake. Can I tell you right now, there are people that are dying and they're going to a real hell. Think about that. People are dying and going to a real hell. Some family, some friends, people all around us in our community. And there's too much at stake for the church to be divided. There's too much at stake for the church to retreat in fear. There's too much at stake for the church to be comfortable. There's too much at stake for the church to be fake. It's okay to be real with people. There's too much at stake for the church to be dead. If they want something dead, they can go to the club because it's dead there. But when they walk into the church, they don't need to walk into a dead church, not a church that we serve a living God. Come on. God, unite us in purpose. Unite us in purpose. There's too much at stake. Lord, help us to be a place of hope for anybody from anywhere. Lord, I pray right now that we would be united in purpose, God, and we would be light in a dark world, God, that we would, we would speak truth, that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. Friend, you don't have to compromise the truth to be able to connect with somebody. You stand on the word and speak the truth. Jesus was building a church, and it's going to be united in purpose. Finally, I will tell you, Jesus is building a church united in passion. What do you mean by passion? Well, Jesus, in that prayer, he said love. He said love. We're to do everything in love. You know, everything's God's heart's love. For God so loved the world, God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. God's heart is, God is love. And he's building a church on the foundation of his love, united in passion. And Jesus prayed that, we would be lo that his love would be in us 
John 13, 34, 35, Jesus said we must love one another as I've loved you. We're commanded to love each other with a deep love. Jesus said by this, everyone will know that you're my disciples if you love one another. All right, I'm getting ready to park right here. He says you're going to know, they're going to know you're my disciple because of your love for one another. Come on, church. We need to be united in love toward one another. Love will build people up and not tear people down. Love will not gossip behind somebody's back. Love will not hate somebody. Love will not hurt someone. Love will not retaliate. Love will let it go. Love will not pay back evil for evil, but with good. Why is that in there? I've asked that a many times. Lord, help me. Love will help. Love will encourage. Love will, love will forgive. Love will share the gospel. Love will cover a multitude of sin. God, help us to be united in love. Help us to be united in passion. May that love that we have for one another, may it flow toward one another in the church, in our family, in our community. God, help us. The, the, the church that Jesus is building is on a foundation of his love. And friend, if that love has dissipated in your life, then you may need to get somewhere and get reconnected back to the Lord and draw from Him and spend time with Him that the Holy Spirit can fill you and the fruit of the Spirit that you will be flourishing and thriving with the love of Jesus Christ. God help us to be united in passion. God help the church to be united in prayer, united in purpose, united in passion. I tell you right now, hear me. Jesus is building his church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. Hell will not prevail. And I want to give you some good news right now. When you study that passage right there and he says, Jesus, he says, I'm building my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it, will not overcome it. That word gates if you were to study that word, it's a picture where the most powerful people would meet right there in the city and they would meet at the gate. The most powerful people would meet there at the gate. And you can take that passage right there and you can read it like this. The devil will take his most powerful forces, his most powerful demons that he has, and he'll try to bring them against you. But Jesus says, the gates of hell will not prevail. The devil can try to bring his very best against you, but it will not prevail. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And some of you are here this morning and you have been at the gate of hell. Devil, the devil has tried to come at you with his very best from time after time. But the good news, friend, is that Jesus is building a church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. It will not overcome it. You walked in this morning and you've been staring at the devil's very best. He's been fighting you. But you know what? You're still in the church. You're still standing. You're still shouting. You're still shining. You're still praying. You're still praising. You're still holding on to the truth. You know why? Because the devil is a liar and Jesus is the builder of the church and the gates of hell will not prevail. Hallelujah. 
Hallelujah. Oh, I feel it now because you know what? I'm ready to declare it over my family right now. Devil, devil, you, you can come at my family with the best you have, but it's not gonna harm them or hurt them. I declare it over my boys, over my wife, over my family, over my marriage, over my finances. Hallelujah. Devil, you're not gonna have your way. Hallelujah. Oh, I speak it now in the name of Jesus. You can come with your very, very best, but Jesus is my shield. He's my protector. He's that, he's, he's that solid rock I stand. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on. Come on, stand up and let's praise the Lord. Brother, Pastor Kevin, if you'll come. Oh, I declare it. Now, you need to declare it over your family. You need to, some of you need to declare it over your body right now. You know what? You've been hurting. You've been, you need healing in your body, whatever it is. The devil has tried to come at your family with his very best. Oh, in the name of Jesus today, you will not overcome me, devil. You're not going to overcome. You're not going to win. Hey, hey. Have you read the end of the book? We win. That's right, sister. We win. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Just hold on. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Man, Thank you, praise the Lord. You know why? We can stand and shout and keep shining, keep praising, keep praying. He said in that passage right there, he said, the gates of hell will not prevail. I've given you keys to bind things, to loose things. Everybody in here has been given a set of keys. Take your keys. That authority God's given you. Declare it over your Declare it over your family. Declare it over your children. Declare it over your marriage. Declare it over your mind. Devil, you cannot have my peace. You cannot have my joy. You're not going to take it. The keys have been given to the church. Every work of the enemy can be pushed back. Every stronghold come down. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. How many of you are here this morning and you need your atmosphere to change? Come on, don't, don't, don't. I'm, I'm all right. Everything's good. No, you need your atmosphere to change. You need the atmosphere at your home to change. You need the atmosphere in your mind to change, your attitude. You, you need it all to change. And you need the hand of God to move over your life. He's building a church that's not going to be defeated. It's not going to be discouraged. It's not going to be dead. Jesus is saying today, rise up, my servant. You belong to me. The reason why you'll make it is because I'm building you up. I'm building you up. He's, he's building you up right now. Some of you have walked in this morning and, and you need to you need to come into the church. And what I mean by that is you need to come into Christ in a relationship with Him. You, you need to be saved. You need to have your sins forgiven. 
Would you bow your heads, nobody looking around? Please, just be very reverent to this time right now. I need every Christian praying, every Christian praying. Oh, I pray, 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 pray for, pray. There could be somebody here lost right now and on their way to hell. You walked in this morning, my friend, and you do not have that assurance and that peace that heaven is in your future because you've never repented of your sins. Let me announce to you why you listen to me, please. I say it with all love. I say it with all grace. I say it with all mercy. That sin, sin, the wages of sin is death. And sin separates you from God. And the only way you can have your sins forgiven is through faith in Jesus Christ. What he did for you on the cross and for me on the cross and through his resurrection. Repent of your sin. Turn from your sin and turn to Christ. It's that simple. By faith, I confess with my mouth, Jesus is Lord. I believe in my heart that God raised him from the dead. And everyone who calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. You can be saved this morning. Just put your faith in Christ. Nobody looking around. If you need me to pray for you because you're not sure, you're not sure that heaven is in your future and you, wanna, you want me to pray with you, pray for you. I'm not going to embarrass you. Would you lift your hand real high right now where I could see it? Would you be bold enough to pray or just lift your hand and say, that's me, pastor. I just need prayer. I'm not sure. I'm just not sure. Anybody, anybody? God bless you, sir. A couple more seconds here. Is there anybody else? Whether you raised your hand or you didn't, just right there where you are, just, Jesus, I am a sinner. I have fallen short of your glory. And today I put my faith in you. Save me. Forgive me of my sins. I trust in what you did on the cross. You took my place. You were my substitute. And I thank you, Lord, that three days later, God raised you from the dead and death has been conquered. It's lost its sting along with the grave. And because you live, Jesus, I can live forever too. So today I repent of my sins and I turn to you. I receive you, Christ, to be my Lord and to be my Savior. I turn from sin and I turn to you. In the name of the Lord, we pray. In the name of the Lord, we pray. Nobody, don't move, don't move. We got plenty of time. How, how many of you here this morning... You feel like the devil. You feel like the devil. You feel like the devil has been bringing his very best at you and your family. He's been attacking your mind. He's been attacking your marriage. He's been attacking your children. And, and you just feel a, 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 that, a, that a rise up in your spirit today to take those keys of authority and to be able to declare back to him that Jesus is building his church and hell will not prevail. You cannot rob me of my marriage. You cannot rob me of my joy. You cannot rob me of my peace. You will not have my family. I declare it right now. Lord, I declare it in the name of Jesus. Friend, if the devil's been attacking you and you need prayer, I want you to come and make your way to the altar right now as fast as you can. Come on, take the key.